Hey y'all, it's your girl Zaria, aka Black BB Hollow, and I'm back with another podcast. All right, y'all. I know I literally been saying I'm gonna be more consistent with my podcast, but I have a really bad fight with procrastination and just it's just been really bad. I really need to start being more consistent with my content. Because I can't complain about my content if it's not succeeding or if it's not going in the direction that I want it to. I have to try my best to do better. But I actually have like 600 sound uh, sound views on my podcast, on my RSS. So that means people are listening. Okay, so thank you guys who did listen all last year. And this is a new year. Happy New Year's, by the way. I am so excited for this new year. Regardless of all the things that I've been through, I feel like this is going to be my year. I'm going to start off the year with doing something that I've been wanting to do my entire life, and I'm finally going to do it. I don't really like to talk about my certain plans as much as loud anymore because there's there's people who be praying on my downfall, but all I can say is that I will be revealing it soon, and I am excited. So, like I said, you guys, this season is talking about you know, true crime and just talking about history or in general. And I did my last podcast on something that I can relate to um, about the grim sleeper, Lonnie Franklin Jr. He, you know, he reigned in Los Angeles at the time of me still living here. I still live here. And he was caught. He died in 2020, March 2020. And it was something that you know, that's been on my soul for years that I've been wanting to discuss and talk about because it's something that I can relate to as a black woman. I, as a black woman, has been unseen, unheard, and not listened to because I am black and I am a woman and also I'm dark-skinned. So, you know, I'm all triple three. I'm black, I'm dark, and I'm a woman. And ain't nobody trying to listen to me. But before we go ahead, I just wanted to give you guys a little update on life. I'm still currently working two jobs. I have been, honestly, I still suffer from depression. I still deal with, you know, thoughts of whatever. But I honestly can say that I have not cried in a long time. I've been just going to work, feeling good, feeling good about things. I don't know. I mean, it's been stressful, obviously, you know, like I said, being on my own. But I'm still here. Uh like, if you're not familiar with the uh, meme of Tisha Campbell, Tisha Campbell Martin, she goes, she, it's a song of her going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. here. Like, I, that's how I feel. Like, I'm still here. I'm still fighting. That's all I can do. That's really all I can do. Um, I just want to, like, you know, shout out my little haters or whatever, because I know y'all be listening. So, I recently got into some craziness lately, and... I have people who don't even like me listening to my podcast. I'm like, y'all really some stalkers. Like, y'all are fans, and I appreciate you for giving me the views. Because if you really don't like someone, you're not going to go listen to their podcast and give them the views that they need. I found out that someone that I went to high school with and started messing around with literally had a fiancé the whole time during me. And I'm like what is wrong with the male species? What is wrong with y'all? Like, why can't y'all just be faithful? Like, how hard is it to stay faithful to one person? When I, 
when I loved my ex, who was a terrible person, by the way, <laughs> I could not see anybody else. Like, I literally didn't feel nobody else. It was only him. I could just see him, 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 him. So I can't even imagine lo- saying I love somebody and not meaning it. Like, y'all don't mean it. Because I, I don't care. I truly don't. I truly don't believe I truly believe that sorry I truly believe that if you cheat on someone you don't love them and that's my opinion and anybody want to fight we can fight I don't care I just feel like I really just feel like because if you love somebody I feel like it should be like a 90s rom-com like I don't know I'm I'm heavily into rom-com I'm heavily into vampire diaries like Damon has killed people over Elena like I mean I need someone like him I need someone like him, Damon Salvatore. Like, maybe I am too much into sci-fi, but whatever. Like, I I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. But I got into the situation with the Beyonce slash wife or whatever, and they've been listening to my podcast and saying that nobody listens. And I'm like, I have a whole bunch of people who say they listen to my podcast and they enjoy it. So... I'm glad that you guys are listening and I'm glad that the stalkers slash fans are listening could continue to listen because it's only going to get better from here. That's all I can say. I've grown so much as a person that I really just, I'm just here. That's all I can say. I'm chilling. But anyways, you guys, <clears throat> I just watched the documentary. You know me, I love watching documentaries. I love true crime. I love history. Like history was always my favorite subject in school. I just love consuming new facts, new things. Like that's just who I am. Like my coworker just called me a, a, a walk-in encyclopedia the other day. I'm like, because I just love knowing things. I love, you know, consuming knowledge. That's all. And it's funny because I'm really, a, like, I'm really like a history person it's so funny but to my little stalkers or whatever they were trying to they got mad it was a long conversation it was just exhausting because I really don't care about that man I just it was just like it was a lot that went down lies and stuff like that but for them to they listened to my podcast where I talked about my struggles with men and they ignored the parts, other parts. They just wanted to listen to what they wanted to hear. They tried to say, like, oh, I don't, I feel like men don't want to be with me. And no, I didn't say that. I said, and I repeat, I said, I feel like men don't want to be in a relationship. And I said, being sexualized because I have a certain body type that's sexualized. I got men who are like literally enamored with me. And I just look at them and be like, why? Like, I do not like you. Like, I talked about in my podcast. Well, I was just saying, like, I don't feel like I want to settle with anybody. I feel like there's so much in this world to see why settle with someone from Los Angeles. Like, ew. Like, someone, a Los Angeles dude? Like, are you serious? I'm trying to settle with an Italian dude named Francisco. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be on my Cheetah Girls 2 Barcelona. I'm trying to be singing strut in Barcelona. Okay. That's all I can say. And to reduce me to my body because you're trying to make yourself feel better. Nah, saying I'm nothing worth but Sep cootie cat. I am a hardworking person. 
our two jobs, despite everything that I've been through in my life, I'm a victim of abuse. I'm a victim of emotional abuse. I'm a victim of sexual assault. And I go through and I continue to strive every day. I continue to get up and try my best to go to work despite the past, despite everything that I went through. And they also tried to bring up my father. Like, I don't know why you thought that was going to hurt me. Like, my father died three years ago. I don't know what to tell you. Like, me and my father used to go head to toe. And then someone tried to DM them, tell them that I used to wish death on my dad and stuff like that. It was, y'all messy. I don't care. Y'all messy. Anyways, like I said, as a person who has been through everything, I am a conqueror. When I was in high school, I turned my, all my grades around, became an a, a, B student. I was on honor roll. I got accepted into six Cal State colleges. It's a long story of what happened with that. But I am a hard worker person. I do what I have to do to survive. It might be hard sometimes, but I don't reduce me to my body because you don't have the body. Like, don't be mad. Don't, like, don't do that. Don't do that. Like, don't reduce me to my body because I talk about my struggles all the time. And don't try to come on my podcast and try to use my struggles against me. Like, you're a black woman. Like, why are we fighting over a man? Like, I don't understand this. I'm not innocent in this part either. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm innocent. I tried to tell the person what was going on. They responded rudely. And then I clapped back. Because as a person who I am, you're not going to talk to me disrespectful. Point blank period. That's how I'm always am. Like, you're not about to talk to me crazy. Like, that's how, that's the person I am. So, I don't know. But anyways, I want to move on from this subject. Because they're probably listening. But I want to talk about true crime today. I just got done watching a documentary about about the Cleveland Stranger. <laughs> Cleveland Strangler. Um... Honestly, y'all, I am so traumatized right now. Usually, they'll blur victims' bodies on documentaries, but this was full-blown YouTube, and they posted the the victim's body just full-blown out there. Girl, y'all, I'm so traumatized right now. I'm going to have to sleep with my light on today. I was like, and this is coming from someone who went to the Museum of Death and and, you know, I am interested in these things and stuff like that. But this, it was very traumatizing to see the victims of black women, like black women bodies. Like, I don't, I don't want to see black bodies. Like, I, that's not what I signed up for the documentary. I just wanted to learn more about Anthony Soul, who was the Cleveland Stranger, Strange, Strangler. Why is this word beating me up? I was so traumatized, like, when I saw that. Like, I... I had to just get through it because I'm like, I did not want to see that at all. Like, I don't know why they didn't put some kind of viewer's discretion or anything. I don't, let me look at it real quick. I don't think they put any viewer's discretion. They It doesn't have a warning on it, like, at all. I wish it would have had a warning because, like, I'm probably going to be traumatized for tonight. But, like, they really, like, y'all, they really showed the bodies, like, Full blown, like, like, like flesh, all that. I just, that's just, I'm traumatized right now. Like, I'm so out of my mind. Like, I'm really gonna have to sleep with the light on tonight. I'm probably not gonna be able to sleep. I didn't, I wasn't able to sleep last night, but I wanted to talk about this because I talked about my last podcast episode regarding the Grim Sleeper and how black women go unheard and unlistened to 
and nobody tries to listen to us. <laughs> like, I'm getting emotional talking about it because it's like I've been a black woman who has not been listened to, who has not been heard, and people just don't care, especially the police. That's why I don't even call the police when it comes down to certain things. I just let it go. <laughs> like, I just let it go because it's like, what can the police do for me other than gaslight me? Other than not believe me or like, I, I don't understand the stuff I go through with Inglewood police. I don't even try to even, I try not to even call them at all. I just ignore them. But I'm tearing up talking about it. But it upsets me to see black women just go unheard. Especially black women who suffer from addiction and didn't deserve that. I'm getting emotional. Like, oh man, I'm getting emotional. Like, they did not deserve that at all. It really, that documentary really hit me. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. Because it's just, for you to be, by the way, Anthony Soul is a black man. For you to be a black man and harm black women like that and not care and to, <laughs> and to literally just have their bodies in your home like they were just trash and discarded and you just sit there and you eat and you drink and you just do whatever and act like it's normal. Like, that's just... Oh, Lord, that just really affected me. Seeing that, it's not fair that black women are not seen or heard. I just literally said I haven't cried in months and this is getting under my skin like it's just it's really crazy it's not fair at all but um so i don't even think i even introduced who anthony soul so anthony anthony edward soul was american serial killer and rapist known as the cleveland strangler he was convicted in 2011 of murdering 11 women whose bodies were discovered at his cleveland ohio home in 2009 after being sentenced to death for murder Soul died in prison from terminal illness. So I read more. I've been I've been reading about this case for a couple of weeks now. I they had a um they had a show, I think it's on Hulu. It's about um like survival, survival or survive victims of like serial killers or whatever. And they had one on the Cleveland Strangler. I've been hearing about the Cleveland Strangler for, you know, majority of my life, but I didn't really get that deep into that um you know, situation or into that story. Um, until now, I start reading about it more, and because you know, I was already dealing with the grim sleeper, you know, in that situation with him and his, you know, killings. But um, mm, sorry, I'm still kind of choked up on it. So I did a, you know, I, after I had watched one of the episodes of his victim survive, and you know how she survived, I started to read about it more. And it says that, you know, he grew up in a single parent household with his, I believe, his sister's kids. He began to assault his niece. He he began to assault his niece and, yeah, I'm sorry, that's really, it's really hitting me. He began to assault his niece and I think she said that it went on a daily basis for two years, starting when she was 10. 
she has like a YouTube channel. I'm going to post it in the link. You know, she's a strong survivor for, you know, continuing to fight despite the things that she'd gone through. And only for her, you know, assault her to grow up to be a serial killer. It's, it's too much on the mind. I, I hope that she can get, you know, healing from this and hope that, you know, I just send, I just send healing towards her. That's all I can really say. I just really send, want to send healing towards her. Um, but I commented on her YouTube channel. She liked the post. I'm glad that she's still doing okay. Um, and I'm glad that the other victims of Anthony Soul are doing okay. I watched the documentary. There's a lot of them. They're still, you know, some of them are, you know, when one person, she is like an advocator. She tries her best to get women off streets and, you know, not to fall into that lifestyle. I'm really glad that these people are using their experience to help other women and not to fall down a darker lane, you know, like you could. Not a lot of people can survive these traumatic things happening to you, but it happened and they are surviving. And you already know I love a good survivor. And I, I respect survivors because I'm a survivor and we can, you know, we continue to fight. Um, Let me just read more about the fact. And remember, I don't know if y'all remember, I think I talked about in my podcast before about how every serial killer has a history of them enlisted in the army. Like, and they all has, and they're all sex offenders. Literally, this all could be prevented if sex crimes were taken more serious. Like, like, I, so, I found out that my attempted rapist was a serial rapist. And, I will get more into, I was honestly to do a story time on this, but I didn't know that he was doing this to multiple people. I'm glad that I got out of it. I feel like if my friends weren't blowing up my phone that he probably would have continued to assault me, but he did it. I got out of it and that's good. That's good. I got out of it and I blocked him. I didn't talk to him after that. And I posted on social media, because this is someone that I went to high school with. I posted on social media about how Facebook suggested him as my friend. And I was like, ew, like, why are y'all suggesting him? So I posted on my story. And all of a sudden, I just started getting a whole bunch of replies about how he has done this to multiple people. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, why is he getting away with this? Like, why are sex crimes not being taken serious? Like, why... Is nobody taking sex crime to serious? Like, why are they getting away with it? Why are they able to just walk free after they after assaulted some? And what pisses me off about this person is that he pretends to be an advocate for blackness, and he pretends to be about black power. And it, honestly, it usually be the whole tips. It usually be the whole tips who are the ones who are out here assaulting black women and doing these things to them. So it's not that surprising, but it's like, why are you putting on this facade of you saying you love black women, but you're out here assaulting them. Like, I really, honestly, somebody need to hex him. Somebody need to hex him. Like, that's that's crazy to me that he can just walk freely. But I have to do that for another story time. That's another story, y'all, for that one. But, sorry, y'all, if y'all hear a pause, that was me pausing the podcast. But, 
Y'all, I would do a story time on that in another in another realm. We should do it. It's it's a lot. Like my life is really crazy. I see why the stalkers be stalking. I see y'all y'all don't got nothing going on for y'all life. But anyways, it's like I said, sex crimes aren't taken serious. They they just get away. Take Brock Turner as an example. He got three months in prison and was able to walk out after he assaulted and sodomized somebody. Like, crazy. Um, so, it's just like, they made a memorial for Anthony Soul's victims, but it took them a while. A lot of them, a lot of the victims' family were pleading that the people who had a hand in, you know, his victims being murdered, like, take a, you know, get some kind of accountability taken they you know there's a lot of th- when it comes to black women and when it comes to sex workers people don't take them serious at all they don't even try to care i've seen it i see the how they're ridiculed like you know if like i know like i tr- like i say in my pockets i try to inform everybody and i try to make sure y'all understand what i'm saying but you know like in los angeles there's a there's a street called figueroa and you know, people, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, I'm guilty of myself. It's a joke about Figueroa, about women who stand out in a corner and, you know, do sex work. And I, like, I've been in Figueroa before, and I've seen my dad say it, but I don't really pay attention. But I was recently over there, and there was women who were outside, you know, doing sex work, and I was just scared for them. Like I, they're black. I like I was just really scared for them, cause it's like you're, like I know you have to do what you have to do to survive, but you're at risk of like, you know, becoming like encountering someone like Lonnie Franklin Jr., who was the Grim Sleeper, or Anthony Soul. You never even know like who you might encounter. Like it's, <laughs> it's really crazy. It you never know, but. All right, you guys, back to, you know, talking more about Anthony Soul. So it says right here, in 1989, a woman who was three months pregnant attempted to leave Soul's home. He bound her hands and feet with a tie and belt and tagged her with a rag. She told police he choked me real hard because my body started tingling and thought I was going to die. He was charged with kidnapping, rape, attempted rape, and he pled guilty to attempted rape and served 15 years in prison. He was released in 2005. See, right there, he was released in 2005. And that's when he just started assaulting people again. And he was registered as a sex offender. And they start like he started killing people. Like, why is sex crime not taken serious? Like sex crime, I personally think sex crime should be taken as serious murder. Like, lock them up. Like, what is going on? Like, and then the next thing it says, Lori Fraser. A niece of the Cleveland mayor, Frank G. Jackson, began a relationship with Soul shortly after his release from prison and resided in his home. She says she smelled decaying bodies and was told the smell was coming from Soul's stepmother. When she moved out, she said the smell was from Ray's sausage shop located next door. Uh, yeah, and so Anthony Soul's house was exactly right next to this sausage shop called Ray's Sausage Shop. And they kept trying to say that the smell was coming from there. And I watched the documentary, the one I did. I'm going to put the link to the documentary as well. And I just don't get it. 
I don't get it. They said that, that the smell of decaying body was going on for months and they didn't do anything. And it was unseen and unheard just because it was a lower income community. And I was like, oh my God, like if there's a smell coming on constantly and it's always there, like and y'all not doing nothing about it. Y'all not going to house to house to see what is going on. They really do not care when it comes to lower in class, like income communities or just black communities at all. I really don't care. It's sickening, to be honest. So now let's talk about the discovery of the body. In September 2009, Sol invited Latondra Billups to his home for a drink. On September 22nd, he told the police that after a few drinks, he became angry and hit and choked her and raped her as he passed out. On October 29th, what? Like, come on, y'all. October 29th, a whole month later. On October 29th, arrived, police arrived at his home with an arrest warrant. He was not there, but he was located and arrested two days later. I believe I watched, um, I believe I watched, uh, like, two days, uh, I mean, I watched it, like, I guess when I was watching the show about the survival victim, I think that might have been the one where they said that he was just walking around the street, and that's how they, um, apprehended him. Um, it says the bodies of two women were buried in a shallow grave in the basement and four other women were found on the third floor in crawl spaces. After digging in the backyard, investigators found three more bodies and partial remains of a fourth. A human skull inside in a in a bucket inside the house brought to the body count to eleven. Most of the victims were killed by manual strangulation and others were gagged in ligatures on their body when they were discovered. Honestly, like I said, seeing those victims' bodies was traumatizing enough. I don't get why I don't get why YouTube didn't put no kind of censor. Like, and then I'm already seeing the victims and how they looked before they were murdered. And I'm like, this is really traumatizing me. It's really messing me up right now. Like, I'm really like I'm really like traumatized right now. It just don't make no sense. Honestly, media, social media, and, like, media coverage is very desensitized anyways. It's just, like, that's why people were trying to... I seen the Jeffrey Dahmer Polaroids long time ago when I was a child. But, like, after the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, Netflix series came out, people were purposely searching out the Polaroids so they could see them. I don't know. People have this obsession with gruesome death. I kind of try to stray away from seeing it. Like, I mean, like, it's, it's like someone, like, Emmett Till's body. I try my best not to look at it. Like, I if I try to Google his name, his body pops up. And obviously, that's what Mammy Till wanted. She wanted people to see what happened to him. But it's so traumatizing. It's like, oh, my God. I can't, like, I wish would YouTube put a censor on this documentary. So if I put the link in the documentary, I mean, in my, if I put the link to the documentary in my um, bio, Please be advised, they do show the victim's body around, um, let me see, I'm gonna see what, what the timestamp is, so that if you don't want to see it, I don't want y'all to get triggered. There was so, a rape victim. So, ooh, I started playing, so nine, it says like nine minutes in, so nine minutes in, I say skip, I say skip to like maybe the 12th minute mark so you don't have to look at the victim's body. I'm sorry if y'all heard a loud noise. That was me trying to um, find out what mark that was for it. So, like I'm saying, if y'all are interested in looking that up, it's just, 
crazy. Like I told y'all, I was just telling my, when it comes to death, it's hard. Um, I experienced a lot in my life. So I can really emphasize with these people, the victims of the family. Like I stated in the previous podcast that my grandmother was murdered. I, I am not a stranger to murder in my family. It happened a lot. And I told my friend, I was like, yeah, girl, my life has been a, a rough patch. But I, I think that's what's crazy about it. A lot of people want to see me break. But it's like, I'm strong. I have my ancestors protecting me and behind me. And I really... Like I said in my last pocket, I really want to do something for the victims of these families. Like, they just had to move on with their lives, and they didn't get no kind of compensation at all. Like, if it was happening to a blonde-haired white woman, white women, they would try to give them some kind of compensation or something, or some kind of, like, a hundred movie deal. There's a hundred movies about freaking Ted Bundy and his victim. There's a hundred movies about Richard Ramirez, like because he was killing a certain demographic. There's a hundred movies about these circles because they were killing people that they thought were worth being seen. But when it comes to black women, our murders go unheard and nobody says anything about it. They don't try to... Like, I don't understand. Like, when I... Like I said, you guys, sometimes I like to pass by on the Grim Sleeper, who was Lonnie Franklin Jr. Sometimes I like to pass his house because I'm just like, you know, I live down the street from Western. That's where he was killing people. Like, you gotta listen to my last podcast. Western's a long street in Los Angeles. But I would pass by his house sometime, and it's just eerie that there's somebody living in there. I think his son might possibly live in there. But I'm like, how do you live there? It's so much dark energy there. Like, oh my god, like, how do you People just go back to their normal lives and just pretend like these things didn't happen to these people, that they didn't lose their lives at the hands of somebody else. Unprovoked. Like, it just, like, they, no, none of these people deserve this. They didn't deserve to die like that. Nobody, just because they're on, they have addiction to drugs or alcohol, they don't deserve it at all. They are human. They deserve to live their full out life and, they just they deserve to have their life taken by the universe when the universe is ready to take them. That's what not at the hands of nobody else. They didn't deserve that at all. <laughs> like I said, I understand when it comes to somebody taking your loved one by the you know the at their hand. So it's really hard. It's a really hard subject to talk about, but it's something like I said that I can relate to. It's not okay at all, but. Uh, let's continue reading more about the, so it says aftermath. So after Seoul's conviction in December 2011, his former residence, 12205 Imperial Avenue was demolished by the order of the city leader. He was incarcerated at the Chile Correctional Institutional uh, Institution. And for nearly 10 years, this is where Seoul remained. And to the 21st of January, 2021, when Seoul was transferred to the Franklin Medical Center in Columbus to begin the end of life care for an unspecified terminal illness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. It's just, it's really crazy. But it says right here, it says on July 16, 2021, ground was broken for the Garden of Eleven Angels Memorial 
on the formal soul property. It was dedicated November 6th to 2021. On Oh, okay. So, yeah. On July 24th, 2021, five women who survived the kidnapping by soul told their story on Oxygen Snap episode, Notorious, the Cleveland Stranger. So... They made a memorial for the victims of the Cleveland Strangler. Strangler. <laughs> Why did that work? He beat me up. Strangler. Lord. They made a memorial for his victim. And I'm glad they did. So that, you know, his victim's family can have somewhere to, you know, honor them. Give flowers and stuff like that. So I'm glad that that happened. I wish that could happen for the Grim Sleepers victims. Like, I really want to do something for them. I really, I just feel bad that they never got any kind of, you know, compensation, no kind of agreement, nothing happened at all. Except, like I said, I stated in my last podcast that at that time when they captured the Grim Sleeper, they, we had our mayor, our mayor's name was Antonio Villaragarza, if I said his name right, whatever. He, when they captured him, he tried to get up there and gloat that he found he was able to find this killer. But obviously, it was before his you know reign in office. But you know, your staff has not been doing everything to find him. Y'all didn't care because they were black and sex workers, and y'all didn't care. Why? So why get up there and gloat that you actually tried to find him? Like, act, like as if you tried to find these victims bodies or you tried to find these victims in general like you just didn't you didn't do anything to help them at all and Lonnie Franklin Jr. most likely had more victims than the 10 I think he was convicted for 10 women he definitely had more victims than the 10 women he worked for like I said he worked for a trash company so there's so many bodies that's probably in the landmine like just unnoticed and plus he had 100 he had 180 photographs of women like that looked like they were sleeping, dead. A lot of them, not a lot of them were identified. Some of them, a handful were identified. It's, it's really crazy. It's, I don't know, just listening to that podcast really affected, I mean, not podcast, listening to that documentary really affected me really deeply. I am a black woman. I am, like, I do sex work as well. Like, I'm a black woman. I understand what it feels like to be unheard, to be unseen, to be unnoticed. So I completely understand the pain. I really wish that these crimes didn't happen and that these women were able to live their life to the fullest and that they were able to spend more time with their families. I wish that the addiction didn't take over their lives. I never really experienced drug addiction like firsthand I always had more family members who were more of alcoholics so alcoholism is more of a thing that I can have more of a touch basis with you already know but I experienced my first time dealing with someone that I cared for who was on drugs and I just didn't know how to handle the situation because you know like I'm just not used to I'm more used to alcoholism like I'm just used to that but, I mean, my ex who died was on ex, on drugs, but, like, he was on Xanax, and, like, Xans, it's a long story. This person was on meth, like, real, pure meth, and I'm not used to that. I sympathize. I understand what addiction is. I understand how it can really destroy you from inside out. 
because I like I suffer from I suffer from, I suffer from intrusive thoughts. I suffer from depression, OCD. Like I'm just a whole need somebody need to put me in a bubble. So I understand what it feels like to deal with something that you can't control. So I understand. And that's why I sympathize, but it's like I had to I had to like, you know, think about myself and I had to cut that person off because it was a lot of toxicness and I'm on my own, like I said. I'm completely on my own trying to survive. So sometimes I got to look out for myself. I have a really big heart. I try to help out everybody, you know. And I think a lot of people don't look good down on, like, people who suffer from substance abuse. They look down on them. Like, whenever somebody asks me for money, I give it to them. And I don't think quite. I don't be like, oh, he went to go spend money, money on drugs. So what? It's a fucking, it's an illness. When you, I, when I have withdrawal symptoms from my antidepressants, I was losing my mind. I had a headache. I was, I, I felt like Wanda and Holiday Heart. Like I really was out of it and I understand what it feels like. So imagine to actually be going through that three times worse. I can't even understand it. So you go ahead and do what you want with that money. That ain't my business. I am not entitled to knowing your business. I gave you the money because you asked, and I'm going to go about my day. I I really will just give somebody money. Like, I, like, like one person, the other day I was in, you know, 7-Eleven, and I had a wad of cash in my hand, and the dude was like, can I, I think, he, I don't know what he asked for. I just said, man, I gave him the whole wad and walked away. Like, I don't got time, like. Please leave me alone. <laughs> I just gave him the wad and walked away. And I didn't think nothing like I literally, this is the first time I thought about that in weeks. Because I'm not trying to be concerned about what somebody does to ease their addiction or whatever. Like, are you really doing it for them or for yourself? Because just give it to them and just mind your business. That's none of your business. People look down on people who, you know, deal with drugs and deal with substance abuse. People, I really can't stand people sometimes. I'm not going to lie, but... All right, y'all. I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. I really appreciate anybody who tunes into my podcast. I really want to be more consistent with my content because my YouTube channel keeps getting all these subscriptions and all these subscribers, and I don't even post on it no more. I need to get more ideas. I need to get, I need that, that juice to be flowing through me. I need to you know, I need to upload my content and I need to thrive and I want everybody to have the best 2023. Please have the best year. Y'all deserve it. We all deserve it. We've been through hell for the past two years. We went through a pandemic. We lost so many people and social. We lost so many people in like social life and our families and so in like entertainment. We lost a lot of things. A lot of things has happened these past two years. So I pray that this third year going into the pandemic, which we are still in, is great for y'all. I really hope that you guys can try to enjoy your year. So please, please continue to listen to my podcast. And thank you so much. Thank you. And before I end this podcast, I would like to list the name of the victims of Anthony Soul, the Cleveland Strangler, and hope that their soul is resting. Um, one victim's name is Crystal Dozier. Sorry if I don't pronounce any name wrong. Tashana Culver, LaShonda Long, Michelle Mason, Tanya Carmichael, Kim Yvette Smith, Nancy Cobbs, Imelda Hunter, Janice Webb, Chalacia Fortson, 